Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, it's three minutes past four. We've just come off air, Andy, and uh, Maxim for Paul today. What a show Whatever we had means. today. <laughs> hey, did you have a nice time, Andy? I had a very good time. Great. What are we going to put in this podcast? Well, we're going to put our wafflings in. You had some excellent vignettes. Well, I did my best, yeah. The show today. I was impressed. Oh, thanks. And uh, we had a couple of studio, well, a few studio guests, but I very much enjoyed chatting to Vaz Blackwood and Matt. Matt, Matt, yes. Matt, <laughs> Matt Le- Pisco. Matt, Matt, what was his Matt, name? Matt, Matt, Matt Lepisco. Matt LeBlanc. What was his name? Um, his name was Lepinskus. Matt Lepinskus. Lepinskus. Oh, that's interesting. What it was is the show with Matt, Matt, uh, Matt LeBlanc, uh, the episodes, mm-hmm. didn't have a Lepinskus in it as one of the characters. That's a very complicated and pointless thing to say. But anyway, that, that, that chat and um, Nuneaton Borough. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. We had the manager, owner, and uh, chairman of Nuneaton, Jimmy Ginelli, Gino Ginelli, uh, who did the... Uh, I hope neither Jimmy or uh, Matt Lapinskis listen to this, <laughs> this intro. I'll be very disappointed. They will. And after you've heard all that, we're going to do a special uh, podcast-only version of Don't Ask Me. Yes, we are, from the 3rd of October. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Max. I'm a bit Monday-ish today. There was that intro. I made a few slips. There were a there. couple. Do you want to try the second, the first paragraph again? <laughs> no, I don't. No, I, you know we can edit it in the podcast, can't we? Well, you're not. Are you, are you feeling? Are you feeling buzzing? Are you, are you up for no, this? No, no, I'm, I'm fine. No, okay, yeah, absolutely great, fine. Great. I must say, I was impressed with you on Saturday morning. Thank I was you. listening to the show, and I'd spoken to you uh, Thursday night our time in Australia. Friday morning, mm-hmm. you were, and then mm. there you were Saturday morning. Back on talk sport, I, I couldn't believe it. I was, and uh, I felt like a modern-day hero, and I didn't feel the listeners gave me quite <laughs> enough praise. If you'd like to praise me for going to work uh, when I was scheduled to go to work for th- three hours of talking nonsense, yeah, 8, if, 10, 89. No, but if you've ever done a long-distance flight with jet lag involved, mm. you do feel very otherworldly. I, totally. I think the last thing you'd want to be doing is broadcasting, really. Well, actually, I think it's... It, uh, did it help? I think it did help, yeah. <laughs> I was slightly wired. Yeah, I was you quite, Charlie seemed I was quite liberated, yeah. Oh, well, so so maybe it's a, maybe it's a good plan. Every after every <laughs> show I do, I should get on an aeroplane for the next eighteen hours and then just come back in. It might help me. You uh, and then you played football in the afternoon. I did, yeah. Goalless draw at home to Actonians. Uh, it was a it was a terrible game for the neutral. I'll mm. be honest. Well, there Fortunately, there were no neutrals there in attendance, <laughs> so totally fine. I uh, I quite enjoyed England. So we're going to have a longer in depth chat with uh, Motti about it. Mm. But I uh, I lightly lads. You know, you know what that means, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, so, so what time did you? What time did you sit down to watch? Well, then? 
what about, were you doing? It's only on about a 20-minute delay. Okay. But the thing is, you can't look at your phone at all then. And no. you do see more of the game. It's, it's actually quite good. Because you're not just hovering over Twitter trying to think of something funny to say. No. That's what I find during a game. If I've got social media up, I suddenly lose interest in the game and I'm trying to think of something hilarious. And what's the point? There is no point. There's People, no point, is there? I mean, you don't get paid for being funny on Twitter. What's that? I can't see the point <laughs> no, of it, really. I don't get paid for being funny anywhere, Andy, strictly. But Although I uh, do enjoy Jake Humphrey's videos on Twitter. <laughs> They're tremendous, the one you showed me this morning. They really are excellent. I should make those a regular part of my entertainment. I am saying actually nothing at all. a regular part of my entertainment now. It wasn't a fraud. I now know how to get a job in the media, so I'm quite happy about the whole thing, really. Tremendous. Uh, Glenn, <laughs> not saying anything. Yeah, I know you're not. Glenn Hoddle, yeah. he managed to. Uh, he was on for me, so I always enjoy Glenn and uh, and his analysis. I think he, I personally think he's the best at it. But uh, he does mangle those names though. Um, Murich became Marish. Well, at one point, I'm sure I had to play this back quite a few times on my telly to hear it. But I'm sure he called Clive Clive Tilsley Brian. I don't know if that's Brian, Brian is go-to, is it? Brian's not for, you know, well, there's obviously not for me, Clive, but, you know, yeah. Brian is a go-to uh, commentator well, he, name, he was talking it? about the fact that he, uh, Clive had said that Rashford had never scored from the bench. Okay. And then he said, he's now scored from the bench, Brian. <laughs> I was thinking, did he just say Brian? He worked with Brian Moore? And I went back and I thought, well, it's either he worked with Brian Moore, yeah. it's a sort of like generic commentator, Brian, <laughs> yeah, yeah. or Clive's nickname is is named after the Coronation Street star, the former married to Gail Tilsley. He's not quite spelt the same, but Brian Tilsley. Oh, maybe. I mean, I really. That, I thought that was it. Maybe if, that's Clive's nickname. If you are making a point as a generic summariser, you can only go with Clive, <laughs> Brian or Jeff, <laughs> can't you? They're the three you go, not, that is not for me, Clive. Oh, I can't <laughs> believe that, Jeff, <laughs> etc. Um, yes. uh, yeah, the, the, but actually, the, the, the most interesting part of the ITV coverage was, and Clive tweeted this out, and someone else did as well, was they then erected a big screen, uh, like a projector, to watch Ian Wright on I'm a Celebrity. What, in and, Kosovo? So they were in Kosovo, sitting down in a, in a room. Lee Dixon had a bottle of lager, and he was sat next to Glenn Hoddle. <laughs> really? And, uh, and Clive was there filming it on his phone. And the real, the really interesting thing was Roy Keane really let his guard slip because Roy Keane, he didn't sit down, he was standing there, but he was definitely smirking. So, you know, the hard man image of Keane has gone because he was watching Ian Wright struggle on, I believe was sort of a quite high, it looked like some sort of very high diving board platform. I didn't watch I'm a Celebrity yesterday. Yeah, from Vertigo. Personally, uh, I know people love it, but it's not not for me. It's not for me, Jeff. I can't bother with it, but... But apparently, no live insects will be eaten this year. They're getting rid of that section of the show. Are they using taxidermied insects? <laughs> no. What are they, what are I, they doing? I thought we need ve- vegan insects <laughs> made from plant-based <laughs> materials. I, know, I think that's probably a good thing, isn't it? I've got more insect news. Um, <laughs> have you got? So I've got more insect news. <laughs> have you? Here we go. Yeah, I've got one about a really fast ant. Really? Yeah. Uh, the desert-dwelling ant has been confirmed as one of the fastest animals on the planet. Proportionate oh, okay. to its size, Saharan silver ants emerge from their nests for only a few minutes around midday when the creatures that predate... Is the headline them... Usain Ant? <laughs> it's or not Usain Bolt? Usain Bolt is better, Bolt. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Linford Christant. <laughs> uh, uh, they have two defences against yes. the blistering sun's rays. They cover 85.5 centimetres a minute, a record for any ant... Um, there are moments when they fly through the air with all six of their legs off the ground at once. 
In other words, they gallop. They gallop it's a bit like, yeah, it's a bit like a horse, and, isn't it? Mm. You could get very, really, very really tiny jockeys. Well, I know a man who you? know all about that and be fascinated by mm -hmm. it. Be Professor Jack Longino. Yes, good, good afternoon, Jack Longino. <laughs> 63. I don't yeah. know why you need to know that. He's an ant expert who right. scoured the world for new species but found one in his back garden. I think it's highly suspicious myself. <laughs> <laughs> Surely. It's a, you know, it's a bit of a coincidence. What did he say? It? Did he say, I just, I went off to Pizza Express and then I came back. <laughs> <laughs> I came back and there I was. There was a non-sweating ant <laughs> in my back garden. Very topical. He, he spotted four unfamiliar ants behind his home. <laughs> Where in does Salt he Lake live? City. Salt Lake City, okay. Utah. Right. US, thanks very, very helpful. I didn't know it was in Bournemouth. <laughs> can add them to his list. He suspects the species have lived underground for 150 years, but the ants came to the surface due to watering by farmers. That's what they never watered before. The whole thing sounds incredibly suspicious yes. to me. Oh, I smell a rat. Or an ant. Um, so I've got some ant news. I've got some rat news, rather. more <laughs> ant news. Alan dwells, strengths in wolves. Thank you so much. Um, how about Anto Bolden from Greg in Southend? You're good at this. How long can we do this for? Anto Bolden is quite clever, actually. Yeah. Come on, then. You're insect-based... Uh, runners. We'll go middle distance as well. Insect Bay, 8, 10, 89. Do that for half I an thought, hour. Um, uh, Kosovo had some very interesting name players. They seem to have a player called Who Are You? It's <laughs> <laughs> a very strange name. And, uh, and uh, Bo Shiro, I thought should definitely be called Alan. I, I think so. Well. I mean, it was that they obviously, you know, it's an emotional time for the Kosovans, wasn't it? But it was it. It was, and uh, uh, Barry mentioned said this yesterday. You know, it was a way of, you know, how to stop. Um, you know that problem when fans, some England fans, go to occupy the town square mm. and put up St George's crosses. Well, you, they can't go there and do that if the St George's crosses have already been put up. That's actually a good idea. Um, so yeah, it was a sort of slightly. It was a bizarre. I, I quite like the way Kosovo play. I, th I think they they're a team that's going to get better. They're very well coached, mm. brilliant in transition, yeah. not great at finishing, possibly not great at defending, but some really in between that, some really good play. Considering how new they are. You know, I reckon they're going to improve. I've, I've enjoyed watching them in both games. Yes, actually. yeah, and they're, they're in the playoffs, aren't they? I really, I would love them to get through, and I'm sure. I mean, to be Brussels honest, will. it's better watching Kosovo than it is either of the islands. I know they're both very bold and very gutsy, and they do as well as they can. But I've, I've worked it out now. You sit down to watch an island game, and you think, well, this will this will be good. Adam and and, it never, and it, yes. it's always a bit, you know, it's always oh. the same sort. Oh, of I haven't. Game. There's never been a good. Hasn't been a good Republic of Ireland game for about since Jack Charlton. <laughs> <Joe Arthur, laughs> yeah, Adam in Coventry, Chris Ant Kabusi. <laughs> And that's terrible. Very no, I think it's very, very good. Yeah, you, Adam. You, you, you mustn't read them all out. Well. Uh, is that the rule? <laughs> that's the rule. Uh, just between there's a uh, selective there's a, editing. An amnesty for the next twenty minutes. I will read absolutely <laughs> everything. <laughs> right, you are listening to Oxford Jacobs Maxim for Paul today, Annie alongside like Ali McCoyster. <laughs> any bad pun, McCoyster loses his tiny mind, doesn't he? Uh, good afternoon, Ali. Always, oh, he was listening to the overnight show when I was doing that from Australia. Oh really? Ali McCoyster listened constantly listening. I would have listened if I'd been awake. I thought there was going to be, you know, when you mentioned there was, you know, I actually said we'd have the Alan, the Andy Jacobs prostate minute. Really. I know, but I just, I don't know, I, I, I don't know what happened. I forgot to turn the Did radio. Did you sleep all the way through every no, night no, that week? No, <laughs> I certainly didn't. Anyway, so Banty and Co, Stephen Lee, very good. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport.
Good afternoon. You are listening to Hawksbeans. <laughs> we have some discipline in this studio, please. Uh, you are listening to Hawksbeans. Jacobs on Talksport. Uh, Max in for Paul today. Uh, Andy in until four. Uh, Johnny's in the studio now. Uh, actors Matt Lapinskis is a Man United fan and Vast Blackwood Arsenal fan to talk about their new film Red Devil. But Vass, you, I mean, you, 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 you bowed at the feet of Andy yeah, Jacobs. He's a legend. <laughs> Andy Jacobs, man, is a legend. I tell you something, right? Yeah. He picks up my day. He's just so funny. He's just bang on. Hang on. And also, I'm here on behalf of the Arsenal fans. Oh, OK. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, OK. Yeah, yeah, on, best give it to him. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> Dennis says to say hello. OK, good. <laughs> uh, so let's start with, before, I mean, we could talk, we could spend three hours trying to dissect yeah. what's wrong with Man United and, and Arsenal. But oh, let's absolutely. start with the film, yep. uh, Red Devil, which mm-hmm. is nothing to do with Manchester United. No, nothing no. to do with Man United. It's um, it's premieres tonight, so uh, we're going to be in Leicester Square tonight for the premiere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's directed by Savas Michaels, who's a, um, an upcoming uh, amazing director. He he wrote it, he produced it, um, and it's 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 a fabulous film. Um, it's it's sort of like anti PC. It's just everything. It's it's different. It's sort of like regenerating the sort of like gangster sort of like Brit flicks I mean there's been some reviews saying it touches on sort of like Scorsese a bit of like you know Lockstock as well with Guy Ritchie sort of directing so it's um it was great and it was a pleasure to be on set and um I look forward to seeing it give us yeah. an idea of what the what is well, the red devil is a kind of crack like substance isn't yeah, it yeah so it's basically become... yeah so it's so it's a drug so it's it's set more in the future where um sort of like your your other drugs have become more legalized and um everyone's looking for that new high that new sort of like uh, addiction and it's it's red devil and it follows um sort of a couple of vigilantes called Ella and Oscar who try to rid the streets of it uh, someone called Riley who's uh, who's addicted to it who's played by Jamie Crew um and then there's some other different characters I play Gabriel alongside Ian Reddington who plays Hugo and um, yeah, it's, it's a very interesting, very sort of character, um, colourful characters. Uh, I think it's going to be a real hit. Vassal, who do you play? I play Father Barry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a biblical man in yeah, okay. obviously. Very deep, Father <laughs> Barry. Yeah. Very noble. Very noble, no, very noble gentleman. His father. Do you Barry. have a? Do you have a? Do you have a, a bad side? Well, or are you all good in this? No, Father Barry used to be a gangster. Right. So I'm a gangster pastor. Ah. Past, past. No, present pastor, past gangster. Oh, I see. You've been there. That's right. <laughs> I've seen it and I've done it. Okay. Thank you very much. Nice business card. Yes. Yeah, I've got a business card for that as well. Printed a few up. And yeah, and, and the lead actress, her character, what she was like, basically, I kind of um. I looked after her when she was younger, mm-hmm. as it were. Oh, okay. And then that, she's, in that way, yeah, in a, in a, in a, yeah, in a far, not in a far, yes, in a fatherly way. Okay, as right. a priest, okay. as a priest, yeah. And I know of her. There was like a, she was an orphanage because she's an orphan. So I know of her along those lines. And now all of a sudden she's gone on this path of like destruction. And because I'm old school, a bit of a gangster myself, I try and preach the ways of uh, the, the ways of the righteous. And do things. So I, I actually I shot during the night. It was a night shoot for me, I, yeah. and uh, I'll never forget it. You know, they had to they had to pay me more money because I don't <laughs> like doing night work. Overtime. I was going to say, is it quite? I think me. we I think we tend to underestimate how hard actors. Or the, like the, the, the there yeah. are things within acting that are sort of annoying. Like you have to get fit, or you have to you know eat buckets, or you have to work yeah. all, all hours of the day, you know. Well, no, acting's the most easiest job on the planet. Right? What's the <laughs> yeah. with you? That's what I think. It's, Without doing real work. <laughs> it's, it's a strong work as well. Like you've got to, I think, for, for casting-wise, um, like for, for sort of my casting, like I've got to stay, I've got to stay fit, got to stay healthy, um, you know, got to stay on the ball type of thing. When we were filming this, it was very much like, you know, we'd start around sort of nine o'clock at night, go all the way through to five in the morning. 
I drive home, the missus would get up, I'd say, see you later, babe, I'm going to bed. And we, you know, we didn't see each other for a couple of weeks. So, um, so yeah, so she but, would. But that's good though, isn't it? Yeah, it's a good time. So, good uh, but you've done a lot of telling, Matt. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, done, done a bit. Yeah, started, uh, started straight out of drama school, straight onto EastEnders um, for like two years. And, you know, and, and what I love about acting is, is working. I, I didn't get to work with Vas because obviously, you know, um, when, you, when you shoot these films, you, you're, in, you're in the same, you, you're in the same sort of like, um, movie together but sometimes you don't get to work sure. together so it was um, I was looking forward to but obviously we, our characters didn't come across each other so I try to get you in the scene yeah. <laughs> but Sav weren't having it I no. said no you've got to get, the mat, get Matt in there man because you know what I mean yeah, so it wasn't having it. it but yeah, but I've enjoyed it, and you know, you get to you get to work with amazing people. And, and what I always find about doing new projects is you get to learn so much. I always try and learn. I think when you stop learning, you stop enjoying it. There's no point doing it anymore. And I still love it. I still enjoy it. And I still learn. So that's 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 what I love about but it. But there's definitely a lot of hanging about because I was walking through the West End on Friday really? night, and in uh, Russell Square it was actually, mm. and they were filming for the, the actually filming for the Crown. Yeah. Okay, yeah, all right. right. But I mean, it was one scene, and they had the lights on this hand. It was obviously yeah. them just leaving this house, but there were like four big vans. There yeah, was yeah. a food area. There yeah. was something. I mean, it's massive, isn't it? They're massive right. production, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're allowed to stop and get some food. Did yeah. you do that? <laughs> well, I'd pretend to be in the film. Yeah, yeah. just say pretend to be <laughs> in the film. Say, hello, yeah. dilly dilly. Yeah. <laughs> in the crowd. If anyone says anything to you, just chin them. Yeah. Stay there and eat your food, boy. Yeah, man, that's what you do. That's what they do. They're good food out to anyone, they will. Yeah, it's, it's good though, but there is a lot of waiting around. You know, you do it. There is a lot of like uh, you sort of you know twiddling your thumbs here, but that's that's the time where you can sort of like kick back and sort of you know really just get in your zone and take your time to get into character and that type of thing. Really, or you can you say to the second a third ad or second ad say, "Oh, look what what's going on here?" <laughs> Nearly. What, no, 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 no. I wouldn't say that, but I just I pull them up and I say, "Look, listen here, son." I've got things to do and places to go. Don't worry about anything else. I'm getting papers. Just get me on that set. Yeah, on that set. Now, <laughs> that's what I do. And then I'll get on, I'll get my stuff done and then crack on and probably never work for that production <laughs> yeah. company again. You say never work. You've, I mean, you've, you've like been working for years, Vass, and you've done, you've done buckets of... of yeah. What's the what's your favourite film, TV you've you know, ever all, done? They're all... Up to this day now, people yeah. still stop me and say, you're the shadow, shadow. The damn elusive shadow, only fools and horses. Yeah. The longest night where I hold up, um, um, Del Boy and Rodney and Uncle in the manager's office because yeah. the safe's on a time lock. Up to this day now, people still stop me. They just we just love this industry. I mean, it's a little bit different from when I started. I should imagine, but my children are getting into it now as well. Amazing. But yeah, but you know, I mean, I don't. I just go for it and do what I got to do. You know, yeah. I mean, some actors they take it, they take it, they take it really, really seriously in the sense of. Or they take themselves um, seriously. No, no, not necessarily. They take the work seriously. Now, I take my work very, very seriously, but I believe that it's... Uh, uh, I found that you, you you reinvent yourself as in according to your life. Because yeah. when I first started acting, I didn't have three children. Sure. And now I have three children, and my eldest daughter, she's a film director, film editor. I look at life differently, but I'm a diff I can play different characters. There's more to me, as it were, than when I was younger. So, you know... I. It's a it's a wonderful business to be mm. in. I'll be in it till the day I die. It's a beautiful profession, mm. you know. So uh, you also do walking tours. I've just seen here. Yeah, I do the London, London, yeah, London gangster tour about Ronnie and Reggie Cray. Yeah, do a little bit of that, and that's actually Stephen Marcus who played um, Nick the Greek in Lockstock. Okay, it's his little gig, and he went away to LA to do a film, and he took me out for dinner a few times and didn't say nothing. And then on the third time, I was trying to, what's he buying this food for? And then the third time, he said, "Vass, look, I've got this little thing, man. I don't want to lose." 
music. Can you crack on and do it? And I said, no, Steve. And he said, please, Vass, I bought you three other dinners and everything like that. <laughs> it totals up to whatever. At least you've got to pay me back the money that you owe me by doing it. It's all right, Steve. And that was it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> End of. Um, uh, okay. Um, let's do Man United first then. Yes, um, yeah. uh, Matt, you're, uh, you're a United fan. Do you think Solskjaer will be there at the end of the season? And I'm going to ask you a similar question in a second, Vass. Yes, I do, believe, uh, I do believe Solskjaer will be there at the end of the season. I think um, it's, it's become to, you know, we had, we had such a grace with, with um, Sir Alex for so long, you know, and, and a consistency. Uh, and now we've, we've become, which I hate, we've become one of those teams that just, you know, we've got a manager doesn't go well sack a manager get another manager and I hate that and uh, I've seen you know Chelsea over the years have done it and I think they're I think Chelsea are going to thrive under Lampard because I think Frank is a, an amazing manager but I think we will do well under Solskjaer I'm not 100% convinced um, I do believe it's going to be tricky obviously when Pogba comes back now sort of Christmas time how is he going to fit in because I think Fred's uh, come along so well in the last few weeks and Scott McTominay like been amazing um but yeah, I just think there's a. I personally feel there's a gap in the midfield from from defence. I think we're we're quite solid. Well, we're we're getting more solid, and with and with um, the Gare and goal is obviously amazing. I think our front three are electric. Um, they're they're so quick, uh, and that counter attacking football that Solskjaer's looking to play is great. But I just think that midfield we're just lacking just with just a couple of players. Just, it, just it a few players. It is interesting because, as you say, that front three gives you know, mm. United, I think, a good chance of finishing yeah. top four. I think they, by the end of the season they'll be up yeah, to challenge with the others. But there was a bit in the paper saying United weighing up a move for Jaden Sancho, and you mm. think, I hope that's not true. Yeah, because that's not what they need. No. And if you look at the difference between Liverpool and United, the way they buy, Liverpool yep. being linked with Fraser. Yes. And he's a classic money ball buy. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's, he's good value. And yeah, yeah. His assists are high, his stats are good. Mm-hmm. Whereas Sancho is a good player, but not what United need. It's no. like collecting another Yeah, another, another, another piece so of a puzzle that you've already got. you need to that way of buying players. Yeah, I think, it's, I think we, we do. I, I do think we need a, we do need a strong um, like centre forward who's gonna, who can hold up the ball. Um, like Romelu Lukaku. Yeah, tell me about it. Um, but it, like, if I, I personally think, I mean, if we can, I'd love to see Zlatan back for for a little bit. Um, just someone who can play a little bit. But I would love to see Zlatan back. Oh, I'm so bored of him. Oh, he's no. about fifty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> we'll right. talk to Andy Bressler about this. We've got clubs in Italy. Queue I know it's unbelievable. Oh, yeah, he's got a massive queue for him to come back. Like, amazing. He's, he's Very just... quickly, Vass Emery. Will he be there at the end of the year? Yeah, of course he will. Yeah. He's, he's going to do a, um, a Venga. He'll be there. He'll be there. He'll be there when I'm drawing my pension. <laughs> no, no, no. He'll be there for the next however long he wants to really? be there for. Are you, yeah, you yeah, have yeah, that yeah. much Maybe. faith? Probably, probably. Probably be there for as long as, yeah. I just think that, you know, we get we do get passionate about it very much, Arsenal and everything, but the decisions are made a lot more higher up, mm. you know, and uh, I think it's good PR, mm. but then at the end of the day, I think they'll keep it as it is because he was very passionate from the beginning, you yeah. know, and I think they're still there and you, you win, you lose. I mean, look at Man United. I mean, under Solskjaer, I think yeah. they're just, they're a load of rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. But, but so, they'll get better. Yeah, they might, you know, but they might not. They'll get, yeah. they'll get Social media haven't done Unai Emery any favours with it. No, they haven't. Good, good evening, <clears throat> that one. That, that <laughs> no, but, and he's a really good, he's really good. He's, he's, track, he's, he's got a good track record. Yeah, he didn't win the league with PSG. That's impossible. But Alden, would you tell him that to his face? No, I'd be I'm totally you'd different. Get drink him, right you'd, now. you'd get a drink <laughs> off him, and then you'd tell him, <laughs> it, wouldn't he? Um, <laughs> Robert says, "I knew I recognised that voice. I couldn't pinpoint it until he says, I am the shadow.'" Johnny says, "Got to be honest. As soon as I heard his voice, I instantly thought shadow. That's it. one of the best ever." The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. 
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Good afternoon. You are listening to Hawksby and Jacobs on TalkSport, the world's biggest sports radio station. Max Rushton in for Paul today. Now, you probably have seen... Uh, uh, the greatest bit of football from the weekend which is the Nuneaton Borough goalkeeper Tony Breeden stepping up to take a penalty in the mm. 60th minute he looked minute. confident he did he, was, he had to wait a long time to take it they're taking Stratford it's nil-nil and he bangs it he hits it as hard as Kevin Pressman hit that penalty against Wolves in that mm. shootout but Kevin Pressman I think it was the rising drive I think <laughs> it really it. was and uh, it took out a light a sort of big oblong <laughs> fluorescent tube in the uh, away end or the home the home end I think it was anyway let's talk to the owner chairman and manager of non Jimmy Ginelli Jimmy thanks so much for coming on hi guys thanks for having me on uh, it's hey, a pleasure, pleasure. Now, now as you're the owner chairman and manager are, are you so busy that you'd forgotten to pick a designated penalty taker and, and your goalkeeper wandered up and you were confused or did you know this was going to happen no he, Tony's took penalties before and it was just such a the, the centre forward was injured and um, we got the penalty. And the one thing we hadn't discussed was who would take the, the penalty with um, Luke Bembo not being on the pitch. And uh, we all, well, I always remember Tony taking him for his ex-club Leamington. And he looked over with a smile on his face and nobody actually went to grab the ball and put it on the spot. So we just laughed and said, go and take it, mate. And he went up there and, and boy, did he take it. He really did. In a way now, are you happier that he missed and took out a light fitting? I mean, it's a tremendous bit of footage, isn't it? <laughs> It's unbelievable, over three million hits. It's, um, really? it, it, it couldn't have gone any better, could it, for the full list? I mean, and even Gary's door's gone, the guy that's got that little bit of sponsorship, he couldn't thank me enough. You know, he was ringing me and he was actually there at the game saying, wow, this is unbelievable, Jimmy, thanks for this. I didn't realise I was going to get this for a, a few quid. But um, no, the guy, the electrician, he's had to go in this morning and fix it and, and put it up with a chain to it. It never happens again. But it was just so, so good, so funny. Um, and yeah, go, thank God we won 2-0 because if we hadn't, it would probably have been getting a fight. Um, uh, that's true. What, what sort of light was it? 
part of the stadium that lights the the, the terrace. Is that what it was? Yeah, it's like the big, the big long strip light. So it's all boxed in, but um, it was great when it hit it and it come down. And, you know, it just it nearly it nearly it's all the young supporters who who congregate in that stand. It was it was just so so funny, so lovely to watch. And certainly, up, so we've had a few hard times in Edinburgh, so this has really helped put us back on the map a little bit, a little bit of fun for once. How was the dressing room afterwards? Or, I mean, I, you know, he had half an hour left of the game. How was how was the rest of the game in the dressing room for him? Well, as you can imagine, we got another penalty, didn't we? So it was a case of everybody's looking at me. Do I do I allow him to take it? And obviously not. And the little winger Callum Powell steps up and he took it, and, and hopefully, uh, thankfully, took it away. So yeah, he got a bit of stick, and he got a bit of stick off the supporters in the bar afterwards. He just it was non-stop. He kept going, I think, till midnight. That everyone was sort of like still. <laughs> Texting him and twittering him, saying like, "Wow, you've, you've gone famous, Tony." But uh, no, it was lovely. It was lovely. I presume the second penalty taker didn't go for power; he went for placement. <laughs> placement, straight yeah, down the middle, sat yeah. him down. Yeah. <laughs> well, he yeah. didn't go for a power socket, did he? That would have been. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, have you found Tony's? He got to pay for the light. Well, that's. Uh, we'll see what the bill is today when the electrician's finished it off and puts the bill in, and we might put it on the table for him again for a laugh and see if he wants to uh, pay his way. Um, and how how is how are Nuneaton getting on? How how you do? You say yeah, you, what you've, sort of season are you having? Yeah, you've had a bit of a, a troubled time. How are things? Yeah, we, we're a lot better. Um, I inherited the club. I obviously didn't want to be the chairman, manager, stroke um, owner. I wanted to. I got Ed Hunter to be the manager, but when I got there, the chairman was uh, sort of like not running it quite right, and he was struggling to find the finances, and he walked away, which left the club. I think he was going to close the doors. So. You know, being a local guy with a lot of contacts, I decided to take it on with sort of like seven or eight of the other lads. Uh, and, you know, I don't want to say figures, but we we paid near on a quarter of a million pound off in debt in the last 12 months. So we've done fantastic. And we got relegated last year. Now we're in the playoff positions and, and uh, we seem to have a team that might be able to compete and get into the playoffs. Um, and this is what, a 24-7? I mean, those those are three quite big jobs, aren't they, for a football club? They are, but it's not. It's not just me. I'm, I'm I'm helped by sort of like seven or eight of the guys. You know, okay, I put my name to it, but there is a consortium of us that were there, were there regular. Yeah, I'm I'm there sort of like twenty four seven and, and giving it a best shot. But I've certainly got some serious backup from you know Adam Ace to Elliot, Dave Parnell, Keith Davis. If they, they want the name to be out there, you know, it's I'm not on my own. And uh, you got a, a big game tomorrow night against Coventry City. Yeah, it's lovely again, again because of the way we're we're sort of like rebirthing the club. You know, small things like we've got a boardroom that holds 120. Birmingham Senior Cup, you'd normally get 200 there, but we've sold the boardroom out because it's Coventry. You know, we've 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 invited Kirk Stevens, Trevor Peake, Dave Bennett, you know, Paul Corpin, ex Coventry. They're all friends of mine anyway, mm. so they're all in. So everything about the club's going in the right direction at the minute. The community's certainly come together, and, and we've got some great support back now. Um, well, listen, Jimmy. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a brilliant story, and it's great that you've uh, turned a woeful penalty into a real positive. Yeah, keep you on the next game. So I think I'm going to let Tony take the next penalty. And <laughs> <laughs> please do, please do. <laughs> okay, <laughs> top man, Jimmy Janelli there, uh, Nuneaton owner, chairman, and manager. I'll, uh, I've just tweeted it out. If you haven't seen it, it's it's definitely worth watching, isn't it? Because he's had three million views, so presumably most people have seen it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's, That's incredible. Oh, I really hope he gets to take the next one as well. And there's it nothing. It wasn't but, a bad. You know, it wasn't the it wasn't, worst. It wasn't, wasn't the worst penalty you've ever seen. The result. What are the positives out of that penalty? <laughs> well, I thought he drove it well. Oh, he did he, connect. He, he connected. He connected, connected well, and 
If he just kept it a bit low, it would have taken the roof of the net off. So it would, know. yeah. Anyway, uh, much better that it didn't and no, knock the light out. We, we wouldn't really have got him on and said, "Hello, you've scored a pen on the weekend. Thanks very much." Yes, we did. Okay, Bye. it was great. It was great for Tony to do that for ten minutes of airtime for us. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Right, Gav says, listening to Motti and his explanation of the draw, I haven't been so confused since I watched Twin Peaks. <laughs> I actually thought, thought Motti really did. That's pretty unfair. That's unfair, <laughs> Gav. Motti made it, explained it perfectly. Uh, yeah, I knew. I know more about it now than I did before we started. It's so. good to be informed. That's what you want, mm. isn't it, in life? Uh, this is uh, Talk Sport, everybody. <clears throat> Hawkspin Jacobs, Max in for Paul today. It's the time in the show when I can sit. Coming up just before mm. four, by the way, a Don't Ask Me special from the last time you and I were on air together, October the 3rd. Yeah. I'm looking this year. To you. So, yeah, so five questions from October the 3rd. Cast your mind back. Where were you on October the 3rd? Were you at Giraffe, ZZ's, Pizza Hut? Which one? You'll know exactly where. <laughs> um, what have you got, Andy? Well, you're talking of that, a lot of people wondered who was the advisor who told Prince Andrew to do this sort of ill advised interview. And uh, it was his uh, personal assistant, I think, Amanda Thursk. Right. So I decided he should distance him, himself from her by racing from Thursk. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Very, very good. Thank you very much. Um, uh, do you want, I've got, I've got some vignettes as well. Do you want to know yeah. about um, rats learning to drive? <laughs> you, John says no, but I say yes. No, you said no. You rejected one of my bits, which was about a, a yeah, museum. museum. That museum, yes. we can't talk about. No, we that can't museum. talk about that museum. It's for a part of the body uh, that neither Andy or I have. Anyway, rats are famous for their cunning, apparently, and now to add to their skills, they've learnt to drive. A team at the University of Richmond really? in Virginia constructed a rat-operated vehicle (ROV) from a plastic jar mounted on wheels with an aluminium plate across the floor and three copper steering bars across the windscreen. Mm. To drive the car, the rodents were taught, using a system of rewards, to sit on the plate and touch the copper wire, such so completing the circuit, propelling the car forwards. Mm. That'd be good, isn't it? Two sets of rats were involved in the research for the next ten minutes. We anyway, um, <laughs> one, ha- one of the rats was housed in an enriched environment with toys and exercise facilities, the other in a normal lab cage. The enriched rats learnt to drive far more quickly than the rest, uh, indicating that stimulation in early life is beneficial to rodents. As it is to humans. Well, there, you there, go. You, there you go, really. Um, <laughs> is, that, is that your only comment? There you go, really. Anyway, they only get worse, my vignettes, yeah, from here. I was only interested in the first sort of 30 seconds okay, of that. Okay. After that was far too much detail. Um, why do people keep writing in letters like this? This is from the. This is Danny Cooper in Essex, who wrote to the Sun today. Oh, hello, Danny. The new breed of prima donna footballers really disappoints me. At the rugby up every player sang their heart out for their national anthem didn't fake injuries and had total respect for the referee half of England's soccer team don't know the anthem or can't be bothered not true at all I think they all sang it yesterday and I've decided I've, I've all, along with a lot of other people I've arranged for Danny's TV to be confiscated next summer so he won't be able to watch the European I Championships I couldn't agree more why do you care so much oh, but stop comparing it yeah, here we go, Andy. Mm. Oh, this is good for you. 
Uh, yes. A South Korean mortuary is offering people the chance to experience their own living funerals. <laughs> really? The Hyawon Healing Centre invites members of the public to dress in shrouds, write their last testaments and lie in closed coffins for around 10 minutes. More than 25,000 people have made use of the free service. According to the centre's head, Jong Yong Mun, the aim is to help them appreciate John, is their lives. his first name? G- uh, J-E-O-N-G. <laughs> not like J-O-H-N. Yeah, it's not John. Uh, <laughs> aim to help people appreciate their lives and reconnect with estranged <laughs> friends and relatives before it's too late. Oh, we no. don't have forever. So I think this service is so important. We can mm. apologise and reconcile sooner, live the rest of our lives happily. Would you like me to... Thank you, I'll keep that one. Yeah, I'll, I'll frame it. <laughs> now, next time you go to Australia, you yes. should think about uh, going via ocean hitchhiking okay. rather than the sort of terrible carbon footprint that you did. Oh, what? You, I should, what, I have, to, I have to hitchhike all the way there? Well, Greta Thunberg... Oh, okay, Kelly Greta, yes. Yeah, she's inspired a rise in ocean hitchhiking okay. because basically she couldn't get back from America and uh, she managed to sort of hitch a ride with an Australian family who are sailing across the Atlantic, back across the Atlantic. And uh, and so people have, other people have thought, this is a good idea. But I was thinking, I'm not what? sure I'd like to be spend weeks on a boat with Greta <laughs> lecturing me and how I've ruined the planet. No, but I said, you know, a boat's passing past Dover and I say, you're, you're going to Melbourne. It's like, oh, we're going as far as the Suez Canal. There's no guarantees I'm <laughs> going to get any further. Yeah, could be I am slightly guilty about my mm. carbon footprint, but, you know. Well, never. Don't feel too guilty about it. Okay. And uh, this was an odd one as well. That Grimsby manager Michael Jolly, or a now former Grimsby manager, has been uh, fired, um, presumably because of results. But it says here, after a rant at local radio. Um, oh, great! Uh, they'd lost five and drawn two of their previous seven games. But in a four-minute clip leaked on social media, Jolly uses the F word more than fifty times and attacks the coverage of the club on BBC Humberside. Uh, you're a disgrace, as Jolly says to one reporter. Every time you interview me, you're antagonistic and confrontational. Who do you think you are? Jeremy Paxman. Which <laughs> is a good one, isn't it? You're a disgrace of a journalist. I'm, I'm leaving out all the swearing. Oh, that's a uh, shame. This radio station gives us no positive coverage whatsoever. And you do wonder. I suppose it's the nature of the job being a football, because Pep has a go at the media and all this, but it does seem... Slightly pointless thing to do to take them on. I mean, you, you can't really win, can you? Uh, Netflix has outraged many film directors by trialling a feature that will enable time-poor viewers to speed up film oh, and TV I know. shows. You can watch The Crown, ten hours of it in seven hours. You can speed watch. An hour-long show could be seen in 40 minutes. We, but we, what's the point? Uh, my, my son does this. He said to me, oh, yeah, I listen to your podcast. I love your podcast, Dad. But he said, I, I listen to it on... Double speed. Well, well, we're talking. We're talking to Barry Glendening next, aren't we, about the Ireland mm. game? And actually, people sometimes listen to our pod on one point five, and it says, "Really, everyone sounds like a gerbil, and Barry sounds normal speed." Yes, <laughs> I can't see that. You know, all right. So you listen to it at one and a half times the speed. You save x. I don't know, half an hour perhaps. And then what do you do with that half an hour? You start scrolling through Facebook or Twitter. Yeah, or yeah. It's absolutely, why don't you just enjoy it? You know, right. do you know what I mean? Just I enjoy agree. it at the right speed. I don't, I don't get it myself. Here's a story in the iPaper today. Um, uh, fewer people are getting on with their neighbours, uh, research suggests. Um, a study by the Co-op and Neighbourhood Watch indicates that only one in five UK homeowners and renters said they get along with their neighbours. Um, uh, more now than they did five years ago. Last year, almost a third said they did. Now it's only a fifth. Well, that's a drop. Um, Are you neighbourly? 
Um, I am quite neighbourly, although my, I have some good friends in Flat 2 and they've moved to Bristol. Uh, the, the new Flat 2, I'm not so... <laughs> At least you didn't I'm say their so names. Sh- Normally people do that, they assume you know... Oh, Jean and, and Bill, they've <laughs> yeah, moved yeah. to Bristol. Like you, <laughs> you know, know Louis and Jen from Flat 2. <laughs> yeah. I wondered, Andy, how good are you? Are you a good neighbour? Pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying. Maybe you're not noisy, but are you friendly? Do you Friendly, yeah. 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 Not as friendly as my wife. She's very friendly. Is she? But you know, when people do, do you like go around with a you know, you know, I've baked a lasagna. Do, would you like some? No. Do you know the name? Do you know, do you know no. the names of your neighbours? Yes, you do. I do. But I'm not going to read them out okay. on there. Okay. Because <laughs> it wouldn't be very interesting. <laughs> That's ever stopped me before. I'm amazed. I thought you'd talking quite of great... neighbours though. You bumped into our old friend Alan oh, Fletcher. Yes, I did. Yes. And he was on with you for about an hour. Wasn't he was. He? Yes. Yes. Uh, when I did extra time. Um, live from Melbourne. He did his uh, Neighbours 1 to 11. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. He's, he's... I wanted Lou and Harold in a two, in a sort of double pivot. Because you need, you know, against the, against, like, against, when you're coming up against the big guns, you're playing home and away, away. That is, you know, it's a tough place to go, isn't it? I did Summer like, Bay. I did like your uh, best ever England team amalgam of a th- <laughs> after a thousand games. And it it's basically a... had one defender in it. I've got it somewhere. It was um, Tony Adams, I think. Tony Adams behind David Seaman. And then I think I had Gascoigne, Gascoigne, Scholes, Waddle, Barnes, Sheringham behind Shearer and Kane with Owen up top. Something like that. (laughs) Very attacking team. I don't know, I just got a I did say to you, still defensively more solid than (laughs) Gareth's. Yeah, possibly. I I just, sometimes just get a bit tired when everyone does the same thing. It's a bit like whenever there's a big game, right? So Liverpool plays City. And then everybody does their combined Liverpool City 11. And I got... And I got really bored of that, so no, I, I did the current Burnley and Charlton Athletic from 2003-04 combined 11. <laughs> and it got a lot of, honestly, people were <laughs> furious that I hadn't put Richard Rufus in, you know. <laughs> How can you leave out Klaus Jensen? What's Dwight <laughs> McNeil done? It was quite fun. Um, have, you, have you run out? You got another thing? No, no, I, I did enjoy this fact of the day um, on Friday, which I didn't do it on that day, but I'll do it today. It was eight years since Fenton the dog broke the internet by chasing <laughs> deer. How can that be an anniversary of the day? Do people sort of think, oh, yes, I remember that day. I remember, I remember where, where I was. was. Yeah, Fenton. It was a good clip. Though. Oh, yes, it, it is. A, How about this one? Probably um, still on there, isn't it? Oh, I think so. A Japanese man has turned his nail clippings into an engagement ring. You, you, cl- you, you clip your nails in the lift here don't you so you could have done this Kiwami Kuba collected a year's worth of clippings before grinding them into a powder yeah. adding water compressing and then baking them he set them in a silver ring the recipient of his mm. romantic gesture is unknown and presumably disappointed uh, I don't clip my nails in the lift it's what it is is I have my tweezers oh do you clip your nose hair well, I sort of, I, because the mirrors, there's something about the light <laughs> no, in the mirror, in the lift. It's all right if you're on your own. What is the it's difference not it all make? right. Where do you drop the hair? Well. Do you keep it? Yes, you have I, a little bag I of your nose them, hair. I've them into an engagement. <laughs> 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 uh, this is what Kiwami had previously created a knife made out of potatoes. So, you know, that's what it says. <laughs> I don't know where this nonsense comes from. I do not think it is appropriate, Andy, yes. in an office full of many people yes. to pull your nasal hair. I don't pull my... Not the, not the inner ones. I was, I, well, <laughs> any hair that is growing out of your nose and drop it on the floor of the lift. <laughs> First of all... <laughs> 
they're tiny, so you wouldn't really see them. Unless, okay. Unless I'm in there for, for six months and I, I open the lift door. It's like that, it's that film with Tom Hanks, The Terminal. You start living here, you get in the lift, and Andy's just asleep in the corner. They're just pulling out extraneous why, hair. Do you do your not? ears as well? Why not? Why not? It's utterly disgusting. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Don't ask me. So, yeah, we ran out of time uh, to do Don't Ask Me um, on the show because uh, we talked too long to a man um, about Eddie Howe. And uh, <laughs> uh, so here we are, Andy, the 3rd of October. Oh, he's not listening. <laughs> the 3rd of October, 2019. Yeah. Um, and uh, okay. uh, here are some questions from that show. We did it together. What a All great right. time we had. Yeah, yeah. Question one, 50-50 you've got on this. Yeah. Did we talk to the moose on the show? Yes. Yes, we did. One point. Good. Well done. Uh, question two. We had quite a high-profile cricketer on to promote the 100. Who was it? Owen Morgan. Correct. Uh, me. Question three. <laughs> we had quite a high-profile former rugby player on to promote the five-a-side rugby at the O2. Who was it? Was it Lawrence Delaney? It was. Three out of three. Uh, point four. We, question four. We spoke to Bart Vielstra, Dutch football expert, before Manchester United's trip to AZ Alkmaar. What was Ole Gunnar Solskjaer worried about before the game? We did a text topic on it. Oh, I think he was worried about the pitch. He was. The quality of the pitch, four out of four. I know. Oh, this was. is a miracle. Question five. We interviewed the Coventry City striker, Matt Godden. What's he training to become? Postman. Mortgage advisor. Oh, oh look at that. Unlucky, Andy. You don't train to be a postman, do you? I mean, <laughs> was training well, to be a postman. You know what he double potch does double sessions for postman, doesn't he? Uh, okay. There we are. Well, anyway, well done, Andy. Four out of five. It's the be- most you've ever, best you've ever done it's with me. I've done for some while. Yeah, yeah well done. Right. Anyway, pull back tomorrow. Have a wonderful day. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.